Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. It's the Lori and Julia Show. My talk on a seven on everything entertainment. They are not here today. They've got uh, a very special occasion that both of them will be playing a big part in. Uh, not too long from now, I think it's a late afternoon wedding for uh, Lori's stepdaughter, Nikki. Is uh, going to be getting married, so she and Julia uh, and the rest of their respective families are involved in that activity. No muzzle, muzzle. We'll find yeah. out on Wednesday what the how the wedding went. Oh, I'm sure it was fantastic. So congratulations to Nikki and to Lori and Julia and the whole fam over there. Meanwhile, Donnie and myself. I am Holly. We remain the last two people in the entire building. The last two standing. The last two standing. That That's right. Completely true, but we're well, milking well. it for all it's worth. Hey, come on! It's theater of the mind, Donnie. Yes. Now, Holly, <laughs> uh, during the uh, very short top of the hour break, said, "Are we going to play a game?" Yeah, I thought we were going to play a game. We had talked about it. We had of talked the air about last it. You week. were right about that, and yeah. uh, we could. Now, I had already prepared Wednesday's pop culture Jeopardy for Lori and Julia. I would happy to give you the questions, but keeping in mind that this is all revolves around 80s television. That's fine. That's fine. You I can take play a stab it. at it anyway. Listeners can play along. Play It'll along be fun. Your, yeah. Yes, play, play along. A, yeah. Mm-hmm. Shout out the answers. Yeah, you know, you're okay. getting ready for New Year's Eve. You're done with your disco nap. You're going to put on the first layer of your face and you're going to play a little trivia with us. Okay. <laughs> Turn off our theme music there. All right, here we go. You might know more about 80s television than I give you credit for. Uh, probably. You know, I, I studied 80s television in school. Thank you. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Donnie's and not it, impressed. Uh, you remember, well, it has mm-hmm. to, your response has to be in the form of a question. Oh, Lord. Right. Those are the rules of the game. Uh, Harry Anderson. Donnie, what is Night Court? Thank you very much. Night Court is correct. Very yes. good. Wow, I didn't even... Did I get a Night Court. The late, yes, Harry, the, the Anderson. late Harry Anderson. I think that we lost him this year. We did lose him he this w- year. He was a magician slash judge. And he was in that series that ran for several seasons in the 80s on NBC. He played Harry Stone, the yeah. somewhat unorthodox judge at Night Court. He also played columnist Dave Barry in oh, Dave's right. Dave. World in Dave's the World 90s. On CBS. That, I know. Yes, I love right. Dave Barry. All right. Married with children was set in a suburb of this city. Donnie, what is Chicago? Thank you very much. I'm impressed. Well, the fountain is at the beginning of I every episode. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, the bar is low yeah. here. Okay. Yeah, I mean, well, I'm trying sorry, to. Sorry, I'm not like, you know. All right, here we go. Here's another right. one. You have okay. two so right. far. This go. is here also 80s. She was Kevin's main love interest on the Wonder Years. I need first and last name. Donnie, I would be happy to provide that for you. <laughs> yes. 
That would be who is Winnie Cooper? Winnie Cooper. Very good. Uh, yes. yes, Winnie Cooper. Winnie Cooper. I'm trying mm. to remember. I was going to ask them what was Winnie's actual first name. Is it Winifred? It's either Winifred or Gwendolyn. Okay. Oh, I think, you know, I think it's Gwendolyn. I think it was Gwendolyn. I think it was, was Gwendolyn. Name. Yes. In the Wonder Years. The Wonder well, Kevin years. Arnold, yes. butthead. All right. This one you are absolutely going to get. Claire Danes starred as an angst ridden teenager in this TV drama. Donnie. <laughs> Just give me the answer what? <laughs> and stop dressing it up. I'm trying to give people at home <laughs> oh, a little pause so they can, yell so they can the play along. But I, I'm going to answer the question and yes. then I'm going to give you a little beef about this question. Going to give you a little sass about this question. Oh, okay. Did All I get right. something wrong? Yeah. Oh, she wasn't right. a teenager? No. So no. it's my so-called life. What <laughs> yes. is my so-called life? My right? So-called give me a thing. Yes. Donnie. Got it. Got it. <sighs> Got to give you a little, little sass I got this about from this. the internet, so well, I, I didn't form the question. I just stole it. Okay. <laughs> she wasn't angst-ridden? No, that show was from the 90s, not the 80s. Oh, you're right. It is the 90s. This yes, I'm sorry. totally 90s. No, you're right. You're right. That is my bad. I misspoke. Oh, man. I misspoke. I knew it was the 90s. You either yes. liked Brian Krakow oh. or Jordan Catalano. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Who's the other guy that was in that, uh, that's gone on to, uh, the actor that's that won an Oscar for Dallas Buyers Club and... Jared Leto. Jared that's, Leto. That's Jordan Catalano. Yeah, I know. I, just remember that. I was trying to remember the actor's name. Yeah, the you know, name. I always quote my so-called life. Brian Krakow, he says at the end of one of the episodes, we had a time. We had a time. That's, you that, know. That, that's all he says? That's all he says. Oh, I think okay. it's, it, it wraps up and encapsulates so many things about life when you don't really have anything really positive, really negative. Yeah. You, you just had a time. Okay. Kind of like this show right now. <laughs> and lastly, <laughs> no, another Donnie, very like easy question for you, right, Holly. Here we go. This reptile is the name of the boat in a culture club hit. What is the Karma Chameleon? That's right, Chameleon. Karma Chameleon. Wait, I don't understand. It was the name, apparently, it was the name of a boat. What do you mean? Well, I don't know. We'd have to do some research. Well, I on know, the song. but is this? A, it's a TV show, right? No, no, they, they, they aren't all TV questions. I mix up other genres in you there. You said it was eighties TV. Okay, well, I no, digress. I the all first right, one let's. Was eighties TV? Oh, Stop giving me a hard time, oh, young lady. Who's on first, Donnie? Oh. Well, I'll give you one. Here's all right, one, one more. Here. All right, okay. let's play at home. If you're just joining us, it's the Lori and Julia show. Believe it or not, this nineties, this nineties show featured a group of teenagers. Who told each other horror stories? What? Uh, what was the name of their group? Donnie, that would be the Midnight Society. And uh, are you afraid uh, of the dark? Ah, uh, you're just too smart for me. That's all there is to no, it. No, see, Donnie, I was yeah. raised by television because this is what happens when you your friends you actually have yeah. When your friends yeah. have lives, and what do you do okay. on Friday night? You sit at home and watch Nickelodeon. Stuart Markowitz <laughs> and Jonathan Rollins were two of the lawyers on this '80s TV show. What is L.A. Law? Oh, I give up. (laughs) I'm trying real hard to stump you, but I'm not having any Here's the clue, and here's the trivia clue for everyone playing at home, is that you just kind of like, all right, so if he's asking a question about 80s lawyers, well, what's the show that was about 80s lawyers? It's L.A. Law. I've never even watched a single episode of it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. That's true, because Boston Legal was the 90s. Yeah, you got to like think around the question. Think Uh, around the question. You got anything else before we... We hit, a, hit the a road. Young, a young Larissa. Oh, 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 I can't pronounce her last name. 
Larissa? Yeah, well, she was on the uh, Adventures of Alex Mack. Thank uh, you very much, Donnie. I'm that sorry, was that also incorrect. One. It's the <gasps> Secret World of Alex oh, Mack. Oh, sorry, I oh, cannot bye. accept. If bye. this were Jeopardy, Alex Trebek would say, "I'm sorry." Oh, I cannot on. accept the adventures of Alex Mack. Oh, it's man, a secret Donnie, world I totally, of Alex Mack. I totally wanted to be her. She had really cool hats on that show, <laughs> Nickelodeon. And then she would turn into this blob thing, and they really stylized her to like try to be like, I'm a cool 90s kid. I'm going to wear a backwards hat. So you want to wear your hats backwards. Also, if we're talking about 90s Nickelodeon shows before we go to break and we get any more random than this, mm. Clarissa explains it all, Donnie. Clarissa Darling's style I remember the show. My kids watched it. Oh, she was amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You wear leggings over your cutoff jean shorts. But the, the disappointing thing was like you always wanted like this was always something you always wish that your room was as cool as the ones on TV. Like she had a walk in <laughs> closet. She had like a bay window and she also had a computer in her room yeah. that she would be able to program. I was like, what is it? That's what? that's why it was a TV show. <sighs> You mean it's not real, Donnie? <laughs> you mean television's not real? Where have I been living? I have I know, no idea. I know. Well, high, say- you know, the high point for me over the weekend, uh, yesterday I discovered when I was through watching football was that over on, I think it was Nickelodeon, they were showing a SpongeBob marathon. Oh, yeah. And I find myself watching that because it still makes me giggle. Oh, of course. SpongeBob's a classic. Who lives in a pineapple under the sea? SpongeBob, SpongeBob SquarePants. Square Absorbent in yellow and porous sea. SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> I won't do the rest of it. Thank you. Uh, we're going to come back and we're going to tell you on random thoughts. I uh, saw this in the Star Tribune today, but we're going to tell you some unusual ways the rest of the world celebrates New Year's Eve. Look forward to that. That's coming Woo! up next here on. You know, I saw this story the other day. Do you ever notice that? You know, sometimes I wonder what would happen if... And now, Julia's random thoughts. He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is. Oh, just when you thought that... Oh! Oh! Well, Did we turn into the Lawrence Welk show here? <laughs> that doesn't get your engine running. I don't know what will. Oh, yes. It's the final day of... 2019, 2019, <laughs> 2018. Cool. Time wow. machine. Time here. machine. We've gone nice. forward one year. Finally, a day, of course, of 2018, as mm-hmm. we turn over the calendar to 2019. So we thought we'd share with you, you know, some ways that other countries ring in the new year, their New Year's Eve traditions, and some of them are kind of unusual. Uh, in Denmark. One tradition says you should dr- drop off, <laughs> jump off, I should say, some prominence, typically a chair, at the stroke of midnight and leap into the new year. Nothing uh, could go wrong. No. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Another Danish tradition, smashing old plates on the doorsteps of a friend or neighbor, leaving a pile of shattered china as a token of friendship and good luck. Nice. I kind of like that. Gotta, it's mildly ragey. You get to like air your grievances okay, by you could, throwing you a plate. You could do that to yeah. one of your neighbors. Yeah. See, Donnie, we're in the United States, and they would probably think I was really weird if that. I did that. Okay. Yeah, probably uh, not. Nothing is smashed at the door te- doorstep in Scotland, but that country's first footing tradition says it's good luck if the first visitor to cross the threshold in the new year is a dark-haired man bearing gifts of salt, Bread, coal, or whiskey. I think those are all suitable gifts. 
And in Ireland, it's having a red-haired woman as the first visitor. That is considered unlucky. Unlucky in Ireland. Oh, no. Sad. Spaniards (laughs) try to gobble down 12 grapes, one for each stroke of the clock at midnight, for luck in each of the 12 months ahead. It's supposedly bad luck if you can't get them all down. Mm. Which uh, leads to the question, what is the Spanish word for Heimlich Maneuver? Heimlich Maneuver. (laughs) It probably is Heimlich Maneuver, It probably is, yes. Uh, What else do we have? Uh, In Greece, folks smash a pomegranate on the doorstep. In Poland, they carry scales from the Christmas Eve carpet dinner in their wallets. What? Wait, scales. So they have carp for dinner. Yes, as in the fish. They eat fish. They eat the fish. They take the scales and uh, they carry some of those scales in their wallets. What? Mm, yeah. Okay. It's going to smell nice. In Colombia, South America, they forecast the future by hiding three potatoes under the bed. That could get a little gamey after a while, probably. Yeah, they'll probably start to grow things. Uh, Germany and Finland, they have a New Year's tradition that calls for melting a chunk of tin or lead and then dropping the molten metal into cold water. The blob that forms when the metal cools and solidifies is then red to divine the fortunes of the year ahead. Feel like what could go wrong with molten metal? <laughs> Donnie, I feel like you're reading uh, Darwin Award nominees for no. 2019. No, 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 no. These are these are legit. I know they're legit, but there's an element of danger to all of these. You got anything else? Any more? I'm so glad you asked. In southern Italy, New Year's tradition calls for the bid for bidding the ills of the old year goodbye by throwing old clothes, pots and pans, even appliances and furniture. Out of the upstairs window. Again, smashy, smashy. Here, toaster. In other Smash. countries, they just hurl a bucket, a bucket of water out onto the street. Why? Well, please don't do that here because the bucket of water is going to freeze and it's then true. somebody's yes. going to slip on the sidewalk. I care about your health. We have what more. What else? Oh, we have please. More Where, we have wh- so much time to kill. Uh, it's some, what? It's true. It is not time to kill. It is time to enjoy on this New Year's I'd like Eve. To thank the one person that called me today and then wished me a happy New Year. Thank See? you so much for your call. Thank you. In some parts of Poland, you're supposed to pour a bowl of icy water over yourself, ideally ending up with a silver coin that was sitting in the bowl that's now balanced on the top of your head. No? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Brazil where it's now summer, of course, being in the Southern Hemisphere. Tradition calls for celebrating... I just mansplained that, didn't I? Yeah, you did. Calls for mm-hmm. celebrating... Thank God Lori's mm-hmm. not here. She would have raked me over the coals for that one. Well, you get a free... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, 
Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Pass. It's New Year's I appreciate Eve, that. A tradition calls for celebrating New Year's by jumping over seven waves while making seven wishes. Okay. All right. Do we got one more? Uh, Let, one more. Pick, pick uh, out the fa- your favorite festivity from New Year's Eve around the world. Smashing things, <laughs> breaking things. Bulgaria. Oh, Bulgaria right. is Exotic where we're going to wrap Bulgaria. this up. Let's wrap it up. The capital of Bulgaria, Holly, is... Moving on, the tradition. Oh no! Wait, 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 wait! It's um um um. It's a woman's um, first name. Yeah, Sophia. Sophia, very thank, you. thank uh, you. Finally, from Bulgaria, the tradition called Servukani, and I'm probably not pronouncing that right. Calls for children to be armed with a decorated stick, with they which they use to hopefully gently beat adults on the back to bring them luck. In exchange, the kids get some money. Sounds like assault. <laughs> That's what I'm like saying, Donnie. There's something. These are not going to end well. Let me tell you, I spent one New Year's in the Netherlands, and I was in Amsterdam, in central Amsterdam, and apparently the tradition there that I was unaware of is that people like to set off their own fireworks on New Year's Eve. And I think the person I was with at the time told me about this and was like, you know, they like to set off the fireworks on New Year's Eve and it's it's a fun thing to do and people do that. I was like, oh, okay, so there's going to be a couple of kids in the park just setting it off. No, Donnie, fireworks, New Year's Eve in Amsterdam lasts for a half hour and every single person lights fireworks and then the next morning the streets are littered with debris from the fireworks. It's scary and it's weird, but I kind of like it. You, nice. you, you know, you will hear occasionally some fireworks going off. You know, in my neighborhood, sometimes you'll hear, you know, like a, an odd okay. firecracker going off to ring in the new year. Yeah, but just, you know, think of the animals, okay? When you're, when you're <laughs> well, you always do. Yes, I do, Donnie. Yes. Thank you. All creatures, great and small. I'm like James Harriet. I want to think of all the animals this New Year's Eve. What other random things do you have? Surely uh, you have something I, in your bag of tricks well, over there. I, I, I actually don't. It's it's a, it's a slow <laughs> time of year for even random oh, thoughts. Daddy. Random Can thoughts. I tell you about yes. the time that this mom bought a DVD for her son and it turned out to be something that she wasn't expecting? I did see mention of this in the did news today. Did you see today. this? First oh of all, do you gosh. have the, act, the name of the movie she thought she was renting for her son was? Yeah, so she thought that she was buying Treasure Planet for her son for Christmas, which is a weird movie to want to buy. The movie is an old Disney movie. It came out in the early 2000s. And, of course, based off of Treasure Island, the uh, the old-timey story. I can't mm-hmm. Who wrote, who wrote Treasure Island? Uh, that would be Robert Louis Stevenson. Thank you. Thank Treasure you. So. And instead, she got... Split pea soup, Danny. <laughs> she got... Father Marin. Oh, man. <laughs> Out of all the movies, Donnie, in all the world, she received the original The Exorcist in the DVD case. Oops. Oopsie. <laughs> I mean, what do you do? I wonder if it was its... You would assume it was sealed. You would think so. I mean, obviously, this is a trick. I mean, a, you know, a very uh, sadistic trip that she bought. But I'm sure, obviously, when she opened it up and put it in there, I know I don't know if she actually put the movie in and let her little son 
Her three-year-old son, by the way, watched The Exorcist, which grown adults can't even handle. When the movie first came out in the theaters in the 70s, people were crying and fainting and, and doing all these things. But she admitted, actually, that her son didn't see any footage from the original Exorcist, but she complained to the store where she purchased the movie, and they said that she could have her money back, but no additional compensation for any kind of trauma. So, ah, man, this movie holds up. The it original does. It Exorcist. Is still the scariest movie I've ever seen. Did you see it when it was originally oh, in sure the movie did. theaters? I, yes, I went to the so theater. So you had my view of The Exorcist was tainted by the fact that I saw it like two decades after it was first released. So I knew all the scary things. But did you go into it just knowing that it was a scary movie? I don't think anybody really knew how scary it was. Uh-huh. We'll come. Maybe we'll come back to that. But yeah. we have, Lisa is on the line, and Lisa, we've got about a minute or so left. What were you telling me about how? You're, you and your ex celebrated New Year's? Yeah, the my he's now ex-husband, but the first New Year's Eve that um, after I met him, we were went to a friend of his who lived in Malibu in one of the big Oceanside foo-foo houses, huge. And his neighborhood, as well as other surrounding neighborhoods, uh, after midnight, we and the entire neighborhood chicken-danced through strangers' houses. And you'd just be sitting there, and all of a sudden, a group of people would go through chicken dancing through the house and out the back or down onto the beach and onto the next house. And I lost count somewhere around house number 40 or 41, something like that, that we chicken danced through. And it went out for about two hours. Nice! Lisa, that sounds incredible. And insane. In, in the best nice way possible. It was. And 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 also, trending online this afternoon, uh, a serious story concerning Osmond brother Jimmy Osmond. He's been treated for a stroke after appearing in a UK pantomime performance. He had been playing Captain Hook in Peter Pan in the pantomime version of that happening in Birmingham, England. Also, trending online this afternoon would be Celine Dion. She was at Lady Gaga's first Las Vegas residency show, cheering her on. And, of course, trending online this afternoon, Black Mirror Bandersnatch. Lots of people talking about the new Choose Your Own Adventure Black Mirror movie, all the Easter eggs that are hidden within it, and also a hidden playable retro game that is featured inside the movie. All right, that's what's trending here at my talk. Now you know what we know. See more at mytalk1071.com. For my mother, see my smiling face on the cover of the Rolling Stone. Why in the world are we playing Dr. Hook in the Medicine Show cover of the Rolling Stone, which was a big hit for them way back in 1972? Well, the uh, gentleman who was a member of that group for a long time and is the lead singer on that song, Ray Sawyer, he uh, has passed away at the age of 81. If you ever see a photograph of the original lineup of Dr. Hook and the Medicine Show, the gentleman with the eye patch, that is Ray Sawyer. He lost uh, his eye in a 1967 car crash that nearly cost him his life, but uh, he did recover, but he did lose did lose the eye. And uh, that song came out in 1972, and it did work because, yes, indeed, 
on the Rolling Stone issue of March 29th, 1973, Dr. Hook was on the cover of the Rolling Stone. Wow, if that's not the <laughs> power of yes, then I don't know what is. They went on to have a bunch more hits, mostly in the uh, in the 70s and early 80s, but they, they really got kind of schmaltzy. Yeah. They weren't, uh, they weren't doing those kinds of, um, uh, I think, uh, uh, who is the, like who doing is Yacht Rock Shel, or something? Yeah, yeah Shel Silverstein, oh, I think, yeah. had a big influence on them at the beginning. And then uh, by the time the you know, mid-70s and, and 80s rolled around, they were doing stuff like this. 16, only 16, Ugh. but Ugh. I loved her so. No, no, yeah, no, they, no. That so not, they, they came oh, back. that did and, not age well. Yeah, that's that an old Sam f- Cooke song. But they were doing things like when you're in love with a beautiful woman and sexy eyes. And they got very, very... Well, it's... I wouldn't even call it yacht rock. It just got really kind of... Bleh. Yeah, but that's kind of what happened with uh, Jefferson Airplane when they became Starship. They yes, just totally yeah. schmaltzed out. I they mean, did. the yeah. 80s. Woof! Yeah, I know. A lot of weird... <laughs> It happens to the best of them, It happens. Hey, so, do you yeah, want to know a what's... melancholy happy trails to Ray Sawyer. Yeah, do you want to know what's going on here? It's the Lori and Julia show on My Is Talk it? 107. Is it? <laughs> Is it on My Talk 1071? we We're streaming live, mytalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Yeah, it is a Lori and Julia show. If you were to believe the clock, well, Lori and Julia are out today. They're actually at a family wedding, and we'll be able to hear all about that on Wednesday when they come back in the studio. In the meantime, Donnie and I, my name is Holly. I'm taking you through your afternoon drive right now. Now, looks like some light snow happening in the Twin Cities right now. I don't well, think there's much of a drive at this point. I think it's. I uh, mean, in case the like the two stroll. the two people who are out in their car right now, getting ready for New Year's <laughs> Eve, going out, getting the shrimp cocktail at the store before it closes, getting the rosé all day, like you would be, Donnie. Don't knock it. I like rosé. Okay, a little bit. You know. All right. All right. Well, anyways, just uh, letting you know that this is actually live and this is actually happening over the radio right now. Do you have something? Um, well, you know, I wanted to go back. Oh, you wanted to go back to when we were talking about... Uh, yeah, before the, we went to break. We were talking about the uh, the woman that bought her son what she thought was a kid's movie. Yeah. And it had the right case, but the disc inside was The Exorcist. Yeah, it was supposed to be Disney's Treasure Planet, but then it was actually The Exorcist on the inside. But then it got you, Donnie, you mentioned that you saw The Exorcist when it originally came out in the movie theater, right? Back in the early 70s. 73? Right around there, I want to say. And it was scary. It was the scariest thing I'd ever seen. And, and, you know, when when you go to watch it now, you kind of know... What what's going to happen in a lot of ways because it's been talked about for so much over the last you know forty years. Well, yeah, it's been talked about, satirized, right. and manipulated but in then, a way. You didn't know. I know we heard about this movie and it's supposed to be scary, but going in, you didn't have any idea of exactly what what it was going to be like. And it was a movie that, after it w- was over, it was scary to sit there and watch it, but it stayed with you for a mm-hmm. long time, and it worked its way into your into your 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 head, your psyche, into yeah. your psyche. Mm-hmm. And it was a lo- it took a long time to get past that movie, right? And so I was curious. We, we hadn't yeah. seen anything like that, right? And you had that specific experience with The Exorcist, and I will say that I watched it probably 20, 25 years after it was released. And so I already knew, you know, the the Linda Blair stuff. It, it had become a joke and it becomes so much a part of the right. cultural vernacular that it, no mystery was there and it didn't resonate with me that much. But I was curious with people out there, was there a film experience 
that was the equivalent to Donnie going to see The Exorcist. And give us a call, 651-641-1071. If you had an experience at a film that was just so shocking and terrifying and it left you not scarred for life, but that it was so scary. You know, I mean, going back to the classic with Jaws, people were literally afraid to sleep in, or not sleep, but go into the water. That movie right there conjures, conjures up all sorts of images. Now, again, that was just two years later, 1975. Right. And I still remember standing in a very long line waiting to get into the theater. And, that, and at the time, I was living on the Gulf Coast, <laughs> very close to the beach. And you didn't know what you were getting into until that movie started. And again, much like, uh, much like The Exorcist, seeing that for the first time when you saw Jaws not knowing exactly what you were going to be seeing it had that same effect of, uh, of sticking with you. I think Holly is... Are you lining up some phone calls? Yeah, you okay. know, let's... Uh, line one is Cindy. Cindy? Hello, Cindy. Hi. Well, Donnie, I'm, I'm your age. Okay. And I don't know if you remember, I was uh, right around 19, 20 years old. We went to see, with a bunch of friends, Last House on the Left. I do remember that. And the, the promo was like, it's only a movie, it's only a movie, and it was the most... It was the most scary, horrific movie uh, I ever saw. Yes. And, and The Exorcist was uh, scary enough. I, I, uh, I went with my girlfriend, and I, uh, in 90, it was when it came out, and we lied to our parents and said, we're just going to go to a movie, and we <laughs> went to downtown Minneapolis to see it. And it, it did have a lasting impression. And, of course, the thrill of, you know, being in junior high and, Lying about your age. But yeah, because you had to have, because the movie was rated... 17. I yeah. was like 15 at the uh, time. Oh, okay. And but it, that it, last house on the left, I'd, we heard the ads forever, and I don't even... I'm not, I think we actually walked out of it. It was so... Oh, my gosh. It was, it was really terrible, yeah. All right. Well, thank you for your call, Cindy. Last You're house welcome. on the happy. left. Uh, yes, happy New Year to do. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Uh, we Holly? have Gina online, too. Uh, Okay. I'm sorry, what was the first name? Gina? Gina. Gina, what, yes. what horror movie do you want to tell us about? Mine was actually The Blair Witch Project. Oh, sure. Yeah. It was, um, and the only reason that it was really terrifying to me was because that particular weekend, I saw it on a Thursday night, and then Friday we went camping in the woods. Oh, good. Good idea. And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was, it was kind of uh, not well thought out, but yeah, really? that was one that kind of freaked me out for a while after that. I can certainly understand the Blair Rich Project, yes. Yeah. All right, thank you. Appreciate the call. So, Last House on the Left ah. and the Blair Witch Project. Uh, Dave what? is on line five. He's got a scary movie he wants uh, to share with us. Dave, what do you want to tell us about Dave? Oh, it's Dan. Oh, sorry, Dan. Oh, Dan, sorry. Dan, sorry, Dan. no problem. Back in 1976, I saw a dystopian thriller at an Oak Brook Cinema, UA Cinema in Oak Brook, Illinois. I'm from Chicago, really. Okay. And it was the movie called Logan's Run. Uh, 23rd century, people are dying at the age of 30, and there's this death ritual scene called the carousel. It's a ritual where people have to gather around, and you have the synthesized soundtrack by... Uh, Jerry Goldsmith, and I couldn't sleep for two nights. Really? Yeah, because these people have to... they have to die at the age of thirty, and right. there's this uh, carousel in there, and they and they use squib explosives, and people look like they're dying, and oh they're gosh. wearing hockey masks. And uh, by today's standards, it's kind of cheesy, but 
Yeah, I was uh, going to yeah, say you're it, not it, scared it by uh, Michael York's polyester onesie, but you're scared by everything else, right? <laughs> he talked about that onesie and how it itched. <laughs> Dan, thank you. We're going to get to some other calls. We appreciate you calling in. Have a good one. All right, Jessica's on line one, and she has a scary movie that she wants to share with us. Hello, Jessica. What movie would you like to share with us? Hi, I am calling about the movie Tusk. What is it called? Tusk. Tusk, the Kevin. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Smith movie where oh, the guy Tuss. gets yes, turned into yes. a walrus, right? Yes. I loved Kevin Smith before that. I was a huge fan but that movie horrified me to a level I had never experienced. <laughs> I, I have not seen it, but maybe I'm going to have to check it out. T-U-S-K, Tusk, not to be confused with the Fleetwood Mac song. All right. Thank you for calling and have a happy new year, okay? All right. All right. Now, uh, we're talking scary movies. Movies that you saw that just literally scared the pants off of you. And line three is Patricia. And Patricia has a fascinating selection of a movie that scared the crap out of her. Patricia, what is the movie? It's called The Forbidden Planet. Oh, that was from the late 50s. Yes. The Forbidden Planet. It starred, I think... Walter Pigeon yes. and Anne Francis. And Leslie and, Nielsen was in it. Yes, yes. I, and me, what they, I just wanted to share with something with you. I remember when I was a, a kid, a young kid, seeing a, a, a trailer or a TV for that. And you know what? What Maybe you were also as scared as I was by the scene where something is walking along and it's invisible and all you see are the footprints going into That's the surface. That's right. Yes. 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 Scared the heck out of me as a yes. little kid. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yep. And, and it was like Americans had come to this planet, yep. you know, astronauts or whatever, and everyone was dead except for the grandfather and the granddaughter. Right. And and it walks around and you can't see it, so they put that electric fence, and that's the only time you saw it. And then it was like the outline of a red electricity. Right, yes. I remember and it, it very well. it was killing one person off at a time, right. you know, kind of thing. <laughs> and you know... I must have been, you know, I'm a senior citizen, I must have been around 10 or 12, and I could not be in a room alone with a light on without being scared for at least three months. Oh, my oh, gosh. Patricia. That's how much it affected me. All right. Oh. I don't know if you know the end. It turns out that Walter Pigeon, the grandfather, had conjured this monster up in his mind. And had released it, and it killed everyone on the planet. Thus and the so they had to take 
take the Anne Francis, the granddaughter, back. You know, oh, kind of thing. I can, but okay. it was so scary. Oh, <laughs> Patricia, Patricia thank you oh my gosh, bless your, your heart. We appreciate it. We appreciate it. You, you know, know we've got, she, you know, why do See if these folks can can hold on with us, Holly. Yeah, you know what? Here's the deal. Very short break. Yeah. Okay. So what we're doing here is we're talking about movies that scared the crap out of you. Movies that just terrified you. And you can give us a call 651-641-1071. I know Lou's on the line. So Lou's going to want to tell you to stay on the line. We'll talk to you after the break. And one note, Forbidden Planet. Let me tell you that that movie terrorized a generation of children because I know plenty of people like Patricia who were scared Yes. lifeless uh, it, because it, of that particular film I'll never forget Planet. seeing that scene where that monster was coming and all you saw were the little footprints going down all into right. the surface oh it's like ah! all right we're talking scary movies uh, stay with us here on my talk 1071. Everything entertainment streaming live, mytalk1071.com. Lori and Julia are out today. In the meantime, I'm Holly. Donnie Love is here. And apropos of nothing to do with New Year's Eve, nothing to do with the holidays, we're talking scary movies. Well, the reason we're talking about this is because in our random thoughts section of today's program, we were talking about a mom who bought a cartoon treasure planet for her child only to find the film The Exorcist inside the DVD packaging. So that got us talking on the topic of movies that just scared the crap out of you and, oh boy, scary movies. Nice recommendation. Maybe if you want to watch something tonight, New Year's Eve, you're staying in and you want to be terrified, I'm sure that some of these movies are available to stream and to rent online. Now, let's go to the phones because we got a full phone bank and Lou has been waiting patiently to be on the air. Lou, what movie scared the crap out of you? Hi, Holly. Hi, Hi. Hi Happy Lou. New Year. Thank hey. you. Yes. How do you pick just one? I mean, there's so well, many that scare the crap out of you. <laughs> I, actually, I actually have two. One that scares the crap out of you and one that just messes with your head big time. Sure. And the, and the one that scared the living dickens out of me was the Invasion of the Body Snatchers with Donald Sutherland. Oh. I'm, sure Donnie, I'm sure Donnie remembers yeah, that. Yeah, that was, that was the remake, I guess, right? Yes, you're right. Mm-hmm. It was a remake. God, that, that for me it scared the living dickens out of me. But the one, the one that really messes with your head is Full Metal Jacket. Oh, is that, that a Stan, Vietnam? Kubrick. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So Lou, that's not a traditional, you know, quote unquote, scary movie. So are you talking about the beginning sequence when they're at basic training with the uh, with the drill sergeant? Yes. That's, mm-hmm. well, that's part of it. Well, I mean, the, the entire movie, the part where at the, at the end there where the Asian girl was up in, in the blown out building and she's, yeah. knocking one, she's knocking one right off after the other. And she, and she, she particularly targets her, her, her target by shooting them in the leg and then shooting them in the arm and making them suffer and scream and carry sure. on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what you're saying is it, it just it, that stuck with you, Lou, Full Metal Jacket really disturbed you in a way, yeah, not like a traditional scary movie, but it just it really uh, stuck with you. 
Well, like what Donnie loves, like what Donnie loves said, it just sticks around in your head for a long yeah, time exactly. afterward. You gotta, you can't wash it out, you know. Yeah. yeah. All right, oh, thank well, you, happy Lou. New Year, Lou. Thank Appreciate you. That. He was scared by invasion jacket. of the body snatchers, yes. the Donald Sutherland version. Oh man, remember the dog with the with the oh, human yes. with the human face? The oh my gosh. I, I, I just thought of another one, but let's talk to. These yeah. Well, let's first. talk. Let's go to Sue. Sue's on the line. Thanks, Sue, for holding. So, what movie? Scares the crap out of you. Scared the living crap out of you. The Amityville Horror. Oh, yes. Yes. I saw yes. it in the movie theater, and I cannot watch any scary movies. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I also saw that in the theater, Holly, so we didn't know what exactly we were going to see until we saw it. Yes, sure, that so, was scary. Exactly. Yeah. So, Sue, did you know when you went to go and see the Amityville Horror that it was going to be a, a scary movie? No, um, they told me that it was it was scary, but it wasn't going to be gruesome. Oh. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> um, and have you tried to watch it since? No. All right. No, yes. I've seen it on TV a couple times, and I just go right past it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Thank oh you, my Sue. gosh, Sue! Thank you so Harm. much. Yeah. All right, let's go. James ahead. Brolin. Yeah. Was in that. And Margot Kidder. And Margot Kidder. That's yeah. right. All right. Let's go next? to Heather. She's on the line. Heather, thanks for calling. What movie is scared? The crap out of you. Pet Cemetery. Oh, yes. Yes. Pascal comes back in his dreams and warns him, and the cat throws the rat in the tub, <laughs> and the little boy's red shoe on the road, <gasps> and, the, and the, the little guy cuts him with that knife right on his Achilles tendon. Yeah, I mean, oh, I my God. Yes. And, and you'll be happy to hear that they're redoing it. No. Yes, they're gonna. They're gonna My heart re- just dropped. They're gonna remake that movie. I think it's coming out next year. Well, and then he still brings his wife back, and then kisses her like that when she. Oh, oh. horrible! horrible. I don't want to be buried in a pet cemetery. Right. Oh my gosh! Thank you for your right. call. Yes, thanks, Appreciate Heather. Uh, let's go to Kim. Kim's on the line. Thanks for holding, Kim. Now we're talking about movies that scared the crap out of you. And Kim, what is it for you? So they aired The Omen on TV when I was, uh, for the first time ever, when I was a very little kid. Mm -hmm. And, of course, had no idea it was this scary, horrible, horrible, horrible movie. And it starred an evil child. And I was a child. And it freaked me the heck out. I could not handle it. I had nightmares for days and days. I had to sleep with my bedroom door open and the hall light on because I was just terrified. No, you're right. That's a good one. (laughs) Of course, it was Damien was the demon seed. Yes. Gregory Peck and Lee Remick. Yes. And the entity was also very scary. Oh, yes. Another good one. Yes. Yep. All right. Well, All right. Thank you so much, thank Kim. Thank you for calling. Oh, The Omen. That, the is, Omen, a, that yes. is a classic, creepy film. It is. It is uh, let's go to Terry. She's been holding patiently. Terry, thanks for calling us. Uh, what is the movie that scared the crap out of you? The Shining. Here's Johnny. Jack Nicholson. <laughs> <laughs> Here he comes. Oh, my God. Yes. And Red Rum. Oh Red Rum. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes the that movie very good. terrified me, and I had read the book. Oh, okay. okay. So you kind of <laughs> so Terry, when you first saw The Shining when it came out in theaters in the eighties, you you had an understanding of what possibly you would be seeing on the big screen. Exactly, but it was so much worse. <laughs> it was so much. It was just the scariest thing I'd ever seen in my life. <laughs> oh, Mary, have you tried watching it again? No. Oh, no. No. 
Oh. I threw the book away. Oh, I the book away. Oh, <laughs> yeah. dear. I couldn't catch it in the hallway. Oh, my gosh. Right, well, Mary, you thank you for calling. And uh, let's uh, have... Maybe one more call was what we'll have time for. Yeah, let's have Mary have the last word here. Okay. Mary, we're talking about movies that scared the crap out of you. So what was it for you? Oh, I'm sorry. Did you say Mary? Yes, yes. it did. Oh, I'm sorry. My husband called me up and said I had to call you, and you'll understand why. When I was a junior in high school, about one in the morning, I'm babysitting in this big house by myself, and Psycho came on. And I watched it by myself. Oh, no. And up until about three years ago, I cannot take a shower without constantly looking, opening the shower curtain. We had a bathroom. I have a a bathroom built next to my bedroom now that doesn't have a shower curtain on it. And so it's only in the past few years that I've been able to comfortably take a shower because I watched that movie. Scared the living daylights out of me. I agree. I agree. I saw it when I was an early teenager, and it, it still haunted me. Yep. Yes. All right. Oh, Thank you. My Good gosh. one. Psycho. Thank you, Mary. This is the bath. Oh. This is the shower. Alfred Hitchcock. Oh, you're talking about the promo for Psycho? The promo, yes. Well, right, of course, because Psycho was so groundbreaking. The protagonist healed mm. off in the first third of the movie. Sorry, spoiler alert yeah, for well, those, those who have not seen yeah. Psycho. Anthony Perkins was really something. Oh, the, he was fantastic. And that interesting movie. that. Um, Two Stanley Kubrick movies making it onto the list of movies that scared the crap out of you. Now his just his filmmaking, there's a there's a stillness to Stanley Kubrick's movies. You're talking about The Shining and, and The Shining and Full Metal, and Full Jacket. Metal Jacket. Yes, yeah. and in all yeah. of his movies in general, it's yeah. there. He has a spooky mm-hmm. weightiness the way that he frames things so nothing is happening at all but everything is happening at the same time and right. it's all happening in your mind mm-hmm. mm. yeah those are the ones that get to you the one i was going to mention is the remake with i think uh it was uh, kurt uh I forgot his last name uh that guy the remake of the thing Oh, Kurt Russell. Kurt oh, my Russell. gosh. Not Donnie. the original. The original the was John silly Carpenter and movie. John oh Carpenter's The gosh. Thing. Oh, my gosh. Here's... Okay. That was, that was scary. Here's your assignment tonight. <laughs> if you are not doing anything tonight, you need to go and find John Carpenter's The Thing with Kurt Russell. Mm-hmm. That movie is terrifying. Yes. It will scare the crap out of you. And let me tell you, another movie that's really frightening and disgusting in its practical effects is the remake. Speaking of remake... A remake of The Blob that came out in the late 80s. I didn't see that. The original one, of course, starred Steve, Steve McQueen. McQueen. yeah. The remake from the late 80s, I think Kevin Dillon, one of the brother oh, really? of Matt Dillon, okay. is in this movie. It's terrifying. The special effects will give you nightmares. <laughs> Do not let your children watch the thing or The Blob. Absolutely because not. those ones, your, your kids are going to think that The Blob lives in the furnace and is going to yeah. come down from space. Anyways, thank you so much, everyone, <laughs> for joining our conversation about scary movies on New Year's. Eve. I mean, who knew, right? All right. Well, when we come back, uh, we're going to talk more top headlines of the day. It's a little this, little that with myself, Holly, and Donnie getting you through your New Year's Eve. And uh, we'll see you on the other side of the break. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.